G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast back, doing another Fry's Fast Five. This will be fast because it's way past my bedtime late on a Wednesday Arvo and I've got plenty of work to put in for the AFL Fantasy Finals Primer. Try saying that five times real fast. That'll be dropping tomorrow in the form of an article and a podcast, but another Fast Five today starts with a new $100 million man in CJ McCollum. The Portland Trailblazers announced that they are officially extending his deal for another three years at the cost of 100 mil. So that technically means his extension and Dame Lillard's big Supermax will kick in in 2021. Not a terrible decision from the Blazers, actually. The only people that'll be on their books at that point, other than those two all-star guards, is, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. CJ isn't an all-star yet, but he definitely has that potential. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is on the books, along with Anthony Simmons and Nasir Little, the bloke they drafted this year. So really, paying big bucks to keep those two stars together, I think is a wise move. They're doubling down on their dynamic duo in the backcourt. Hopefully uh, Cleveland can develop something like that, but I think this extension was not a matter of if, more a matter of when. CJ was going to get paid. He's making $27 million this year, $29 mil next year, so the $30 million to $33 million pay bump isn't huge, and it seems that's the way that contracts are trending in the NBA anyway. Second thing I want to talk about is another $100 million man. Right before I started recording the podcast, Michael Thomas officially signed an extension with the New Orleans Saints, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Since he's come into the league in his first three seasons, all the metrics and all the numbers pretty much say that he is the best wide receiver. I know there's tons of stats I could reel off to you, but if you go off any basic metric receiving yards, touchdowns, catches, etc., he's pretty much got the record. So the former Ohio State Buckeye is a personal favorite of mine, huge fantasy player as well. So he reset the mark. He's now the highest paid receiver in NFL history. He pipped Odell Beckham, I think, by about $2 million. So Odell might... Uh, hate him for that, but let's be honest, Michael Thomas is worth this money. If you've got Drew Brees locked up for another few years, he's probably on the decline. You have to make the most of it while Michael Thomas is around, while Drew Brees is around, so signing Mike Thomas to this big deal is definitely a smart maneuver. Sticking with the wide receiver theme very quickly, the third thing I want to talk about is AJ Green. I touched on him when I talked about Tyler Boyd, another Bengals receiver, for Cincinnati when I touched, I think that was about this time last week, Tyler Boyd got extended, but it's not good news with AJ Green. He injured himself a couple of days ago now. I want to say Tuesday, but it might be slightly off. He tore ligaments in his ankle, so pretty serious injury blow for Cincinnati. He's set to miss six to eight weeks and is going to miss a few games to start the 29 seasons, 2019 season rather. So I've talked about how I don't really know what path the Bengals are going to go down, whether they're going to try and trade green, whether they're going to try and rebuild. I, again, don't have a lot of faith in their young head coach or Andy Dalton. I think it would be smart to strip it down and start again. But with AJ Green now injured, that definitely hurts them in a number of ways. No one really wants to trade for a bloke who's got ligament damage in his ankle, and yeah, there's a lot of bad news circulating now around with the Bengals. Hopefully Green can get healthy, and it does make him a bit of a fantasy sleeper as well, because we've seen what he's capable of when he is healthy, so if he does go, not undrafted in most leagues, but if he's still sitting on the board after the top 100 or so picks, he's definitely worth stashing on your bench, because if he can give you 12 great games, then that's going to be a steal at that pick. 
Fourth thing I want to talk about is the round 23 fixtures in the AFL. We knew the matchups in some form or another, but now we know what time slots these games are going to be played in. I am personally pretty up and about about the round 23 fixtures because I will be in Melbourne to watch the Friday night thriller now between the Pies and the Bombers. Should be... Well, I don't want to say it's going to be for a final spot, but the way it's trending, both those teams are going to be fighting for the spots in the bottom half of the eight, so that definitely has some finals ramifications. I think both sides deserve to finish in the eight, but who knows, things could uh, go different in the next couple of weeks, and we could see a epic Friday night's match. Uh, the Dogs and Crows also clash, they're playing out in Ballarat. That could also be important. The Bulldogs, I'm not giving up hope on. I think that they could sneak into the eight. They've got the star power, that's for sure. Similar could be said with Adelaide, who I think are just ahead of Western Bulldogs on percentage. So again, that could be for a final spot. So the only other relevant game, I guess, on the round 23 fixtures is the Tigers and Lions. That might be for a top four spot, honestly, or maybe even top two. I think the, again, I'm still not a huge believer of the Lions. I think that they've kind of hit their stride a little bit too soon. They've kind of missed a step in the natural progression, but can't argue with their form. Hopefully that turns into a bit of a blockbuster. The last game of the round will be Port Adelaide and Frio. Maybe Port Adelaide will be in the hunt, so that could have potential ramifications, especially if results go their way earlier in the week. But I don't think I'm the only Dockers supporter saying this. Frio's uh, kind of caught lightning in a bottle for the first half of the year, but they're definitely on the uh, stock down pile of AFL, AFL teams, that's for sure. Finally, I want to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Now, there's a lot of speculation around Carmelo's future in the last week or so. A couple of NBA stars have come out in support for Melo, saying that he deserves another shot and that... I think it was his trainer, Chris Brinkley, that's came out and said that he wants him to get under another team, do a little bit of a farewell tour, similar to what D. Wade did, and that he's better than 60 to 70% of the blokes currently in the league. But if Melo does come back into the league, he has to change his mindset, I think. I mean, he is a bucket getter, so he doesn't have to change a hell of a lot. We know what you're getting when you sign up for Melo. He could go overseas and, let's be honest, become a mega star, but he doesn't clearly want to do that. And a bloke of his stature and character, I can't really blame him. I'd like to see him... I don't think it'd be right if he went back on the Knicks. Uh, I wonder if only there was a team that suited him that he previously played for, maybe even was drafted by, that was in the mix for a championship that could let him bow out perfectly. Uh... Spoiler alert, if you haven't caught on, I'm talking about the Denver Nuggets. Doesn't really fit their system. I know that they traded for Jeremy Grant and they got plenty of other depth at the three and the four, but with Paul Millsap getting a bit older, taking a flyer on Mello for the vet minimum would be epic for Denver fans, and I'm sure uh, if I was to suggest this idea to them, including JLo, they would jump at the chance, but yeah, Mello deserves another shot. He's a Hall of Famer. He's like a 10, 12-time All-Star. Hopefully he gets another gig and we can see him ball out in the NBA before he officially decides to hang him up. That's going to do it. Like I said, nice and short and sweet. Hopefully you check out the Fantasy Finals Primer tomorrow. I'll do that after team selection. I'll probably record the podcast. The article might come out around a similar time, but I'll be doing a couple of these over the weekend and I'll, of course, be talking all AFL fantasy stuff as well. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, peace.